following is an encore episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. Any email addresses, web URLs, or other time-specific information may no longer apply. Please visit davidaspect.com for more information. Thanks for listening. Biz Tools Podcast, Episode 19. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast, practical advice for today's busy business leader. And now your hosts, David Speck and Jerry Frentress. Welcome to the Biz Tools Podcast. I'm Jerry Frentress. And I'm David Speck, and, and biz is spelled B-I-Z. Beat me to it. Okay. <laughs> and we are your hosts for this episode of the Biz Tools Podcast. David, are we getting back to the cheese? We're getting back to the cheese. You love this book. I, you yeah, love this story. I love the story, and I love. It's hard to believe that it took me what fifteen years to finally read the book. But "Who Moved My Cheese" by uh, Dr. Spencer Johnson is just—it's a defining book for I think this generation of business leaders. And even though we kind of dove into it during our um, book club episode of a couple episodes back. It seems like the lessons from Who Moved My Cheese keep coming up in conversation. And I, I really want the listeners to kind of follow us as we discuss how Who Moved My Cheese really plays into today's business climate. Um, so but, where did you see it first? Where did I see what? Yeah, the book. Where well, did you, what, what was the occasion? Oh, well, um, one of the things that, that had come to, come across to me was I'm as you know and I've said it many, many times on the podcast I'm a big fan of Dave Ramsey and Dave Ramsey has this required reading list for his new employees and I thought well if he requires it of his employees his team members you know they obviously he dove into it and 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 really you know just just thinks very highly of it so there was this list of books and and they kind of addressed who moved my cheese on one of their podcasts and so I said I'm gonna go ahead and buy it Let's just see. And of course, I didn't realize it was such a quick read at first. You know, I, I'm, I'm very scared of books. You, would, you wouldn't think so as many as I try to read, but I don't like very long books. And so when I found out it was just a really short read, I think 100 page, 120 pages, I said, oh, I can, I can handle that. So I dive into it and it's a, it's a parable. It's a, it's a narrative. It's not you need to do A, B, C, and D to get one, two, three, and four. It's a story. And so it kind of really engaged me. And as I read the book, I started seeing myself and I started seeing other people I knew and I started seeing industries and, and, and that is really what kind of had that light bulb moment to say, Hey, the cheese is being moved. We need to address it. We need to figure this out. The cheese is being moved. And I started using that terminology within, um, leadership meetings and other meetings that I was having with team members or members of my leadership team. And it was funny that I, the first time I said, you know, the, our cheese is being moved. Somebody said, whatever that means. Right. And I said, you need to read the book because you'll understand what I'm talking about. Let me tell you about my occasion. Okay. I was working at a radio station that had been sold. New manager. And he comes through the door carrying a box, box of books. And he said, here, guys, this is what's happening to you, to me, and everybody else in the radio industry. And we handed out these little books who moved my cheese? And everybody was going to their desk, looking in through them and wondering what the heck is going on. Mm -hmm. 
But exactly, our, our, our cheese had been moved. Mm -hmm. We didn't have anything to do with it. In fact, we had everything to do with it. We had done well, so somebody wanted what we did right. and bought us. And uh, I've also been through situations where the new manager walks in. I bet a lot of our listening to this had the same occasion uh, for themselves. But this, this stuff moves around. Our world changes, and we have to maybe change with it. Yes. And, you know, to understand the premise of the book, you have to kind of understand what your cheese is. The, you, cheese is different for different people. In some cases, it's somebody who's a new manager coming in. For another, it's maybe market forces changing how your product or service is accepted or not accepted. Or it could be a change in your own personal scenario. Maybe you were single and now you're married and now your priorities have changed. Your cheese in that arena has moved. So cheese is a little bit different for each person. But this, the, the lessons learned is the same. You know, once the cheese has moved, you have a decision to make. Okay, in the book, the cheese is really the cheese. The cheese is really the cheese, yes. Yeah. In the book, it's you know, there's, there's four characters, two mice and two what they refer to as little people. Um, hopefully it doesn't offend anybody, but they are little people. And when the cheese is moved, when they show up that day and the cheese is gone, the mice do what mice do. They just left, went looking for more cheese. The little people, and this is where the story really kind of um, resonates or, or, or really surrounds, is these two little people aren't mice. They have to think things through, and they have to absorb it. And the one of the little people comes to the realization that, okay, so it's moved. What do I do? I better go look for new cheese or I'm going to die. And the other character refuses. He just gets offended and, you know, he's entitled to his cheese to be where it is. He did nothing wrong. Why did his cheese get moved? And you, you follow the story and all of a sudden you're like, that's me. Something changed and I can either process it and move on or I can not process it and and really just you may lose everything. So if you're going to move on, you got to get your running shoes. Yes, on. your running shoes. Yes. And your outfit so you can go down the hallways and look for something new or look for a new place, maybe even new cheese. Yes. And, and Jerry's alluding to some of the idiosyncrasies of the story itself about the running shoes and the little outfits. But, but when you look at it as a business, every business goes through change. And it's the businesses that adapt to that change or even try to get out ahead of it just a little bit that you see thriving. Um, market forces. I mean, a business can be doing everything right. Nothing they did caused their cheese to move, but yet it moved anyway. And it's decision time. What do I do? Um, let's look at uh, the telephone industry. You know, when I was growing up, there was one phone in the house with an extremely long cord. And everybody fought to get on that phone, especially if you had more than one child in the house or teenagers in the house. You know, I would be on the phone with my girlfriend and mom would yell up the stairs, you know, get off the phone. You're tying up the line, whatever. And then they got cordless phones or, or multiple lines in a home. And everybody's like, oh, wow, you know, this is great, et cetera. You know, uh, at first it wasn't great. Remember cordless phones that were so staticky? You said, hey, let me get inside to get on the good phone, you know. And But then here comes this thing called the cellular telephone service. And 
it started off very expensive. You know, only the, the, the elite of the elite could have them. They were, they were almost limited to being in cars because you had to have this constant power source and, and range and capability was not that great. So it wasn't really a threat, but guess what? Cheese was starting to be moved. Now, if you fast forward to today, everybody has a cell phone and a lot of people have no, what they call landlines at all. I'm one of those people. I have no landline. Well, my mother does, but I don't have a landline with my name on it. I have a cell phone and I believe that, you know, if you want to get a hold of me, you can get a hold of me on my cell phone because here it is in my hand or on my person most of the time. But what does that do to the telephone manufacturer? Do you think there might have been some uh, phone plants that have now shut down because there are no corded phones anymore? In our market. Yes. That happened. Yeah. AT&T plant oh, just in Shreveport. So, the che but did AT&T do anything wrong? No. The no. market changed. Yes. The cheese got moved, and they decided to move with it. And, of course, we all know that AT&T is one of the largest cell-prone providers in the nation. They survived. They moved with the cheese. But there are some that probably didn't. There are some today that probably are out of business because they couldn't adapt or wouldn't adapt to the changing market. And at this time, because of the, the, the rapid pace of technology – Cheese is being moved faster than it ever has in history. And businesses that don't recognize that and, and take proactive steps to, to change with the changing market are going to find themselves out of business. Well, it's happening everywhere from the telephone, which I remember dialing. Oh, actually, rotary dialing, yes. Actually dialing. That's fun when people say, okay, here, dials, and they, they've never dialed a phone in their lives. But I remember that. <clears throat> I remember the TV set, the, the radios, and all of that has been like a rocket ship mm -hmm. uh, moving up and changing, and some people are left behind. And so what's the point? What's the book about? The cheese has moved. Somebody wants to go find new cheese mm -hmm. or where the cheese was moved to. And somebody doesn't want to. Somebody wants to wait and hope that it's going to come back around. Somebody moved it for me. Right. Uh, I.e. the book, the title. So what do we do? Our listeners are waiting. Go buy the book. <laughs> yes, buy the book. Buy the book. Well, well let, me, let, me, let me put it in these terms because I think giving a little perspective in my own industry will kind of help your mind comprehend the pathway. I remember stories about how newspapers were going to die when radio came around. And then, you know, 20, 25 years later, you know, you know, newspapers still weren't dead. You know, yeah, there was a lot of radio, but, but newspapers still thrived. So then television comes on board. Picture, picture, you know, in a little box. You know, this is going to ruin newspapers. They're actually doing news broadcasts, and you're going to have pictures and video and and this is going to kill newspapers, and newspapers once again didn't die. But something happened. Newspapers got arrogant. They said, oh, it's just another fad. These fads all come and go, but we're here to stay. Everybody's going to need their, their newspaper every day. Then the Internet shows up. And newspapers folded their arms and said, we've, we've weathered these others. This is just another fad. And they did nothing. And all of a sudden, people did start look getting their news other places. 
they they started going to news websites the major news providers like cnn and and all of these major cbs news started putting the national news out almost instantaneously and people started going there and actually newspapers started seeing the erosion of their readership because people were getting their cheese somewhere else but newspapers still kept their arms folded you you have to have what i've got for you you know we pay we pay high-level journalists to do this. They they merely have stolen our stuff and have put it out there. You realize all of our listeners. I know they missing, can't they can't see missing. me folding folding my arms. All you I folks, know. you're missing the show because <laughs> when he says they folded his arms, they fold their arms and and became deep and dark sounding, and that's what David is doing inside the yes. studio here. Then something else happened. Panic set in. Television stations, radio stations, all of these others started putting news on the internet. Boom, boom, throwing it out there just as fast as they could get it. And newspapers were behind the eight ball. They, 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 they were they were latecomers to the game, and so they threw everything towards the internet for free. And what they have done is they have created a market where people expect their news for free. So what what they have done is they have moved their own cheese to a place where people expect their news for free. They don't they don't pay for anything. They want you to have every bit of it there. You, they get offended if you if you make them pay to read the rest of the story. And there's this big flux going on in my industry now about and I'm holding my hands above my head because it's this big thing that nobody can seem to answer of okay, newspapers, the printed newspaper is something that's not not gone but could potentially go away. But we've made a mistake by not monetizing this online thing. And so we don't know how we're going to survive. And we're all looking for new cheese. Every newspaper is, is out there going, what do we do? The cheese is being moved. Whether, whether they've embraced the book or not, this is really the discussion that's, ha that, that's happening all across America. And what we're learning those of us who are embracing the concept of the cheese being moved is we have to actually change our way of thinking to say, okay, maybe I don't get paid for the news. Maybe I don't even sell advertising, but what are other ways that I can bring value to a customer base in a manner that they're willing to pay for it? And whoever comes up with that answer, they're going to be a consultant for every newspaper in the country. But this is, this is the idea is that sometimes you can't do the same thing in just a different place. You really literally have to change your way of thinking to be able to go find the new cheese. Okay, you're you are the admitted manager owner of a business saying that the cheese has moved mm -hmm. and you're thinking now right now. I'm in meetings where you are uh, thinking about everything as a possibility. Yes. And what do we do here? And you're asking your staff to share that search for mm -hmm. the cheese yes and you're explaining to the staff the cheese has moved and you're, you were telling me that a little earlier today that many of them are getting it mm -hmm. they understand what you're talking about yeah one of the things that i did when we started having these discussions about the cheese being moved was how do we provide value and nothing's off the table the only thing that that, that i require of them is look around you look at the skill sets and the resources that we have currently so we're not going out and, and buying a business or starting a business that's outside of the realm of what we can do naturally. But with the skills and the resources that we have, how can we provide value to the point 
where we can create revenue. Okay. Initially, I might think, oh, you're telling people everything's changing. I better leave. <laughs> Is it, did anybody leave? No, no. They, they, they were like, wow, you're right. We could, we, this, this opens up a world of opportunities, as it was the reaction that I was getting. Because they want to stay. Yes. They want to be a part of it. Yes. So the listeners should not be, these guys are telling me I should tell my staff that there's the, the cheese has moved. And let, let me tell you this. If you cannot share this with your staff, you have a hiring problem. If you cannot trust your team with the information and get them part of the solution, you should have never hired that person in the first place. There you go. Well, that's another story, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Hiring the right person. Yes. Okay. So you share with uh, everybody on your staff, regardless of your business, if, you, if your cheese is moving, mm -hmm. and do you think everybody's cheese is moving? Is there a business where it's not moving? No. Every, I think cheese constantly moves. Okay. Maybe at different rates. But I, I think I think cheese constantly moves. I, I, when when I look at various companies out there, let, let, let's take you may think uh, a restaurant. Cheese never going to move at a restaurant, right? You you have your menu, you have your 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 whatever, and and people come because they like your food, they like your service, they'll always come, right? Wrong. Because there might be a competitor that moves into the into the marketplace that serves the same type of food that you serve. Maybe. Um, times get really, really hard and your price point is too high for the general public if you're a fine dining establishment. Or I want healthy food. Or you want healthy food. Very good. Yes. How, how much has that changed? How about, how about the fact that more people are cooking at home thanks to, thanks to television shows like on the Food Network? People want to try their own recipes or do their own thing and they're more inspired to cook on their own. That, that shifts the marketplace for, or for them. At home, they're watching a they have their own theater now. Yes. The big movie screen. Yeah, so now what's that doing to the movies? So, yeah, cheese constantly moves. And and sometimes it moves because you ate it all. Sometimes the market just is, it, it, you, you've exhausted it with regard to your product. That's happened. But sometimes it's just simply a matter of, Cheese is in, is in di various different places, and it moves, and it's, it changes, and it, it's not the same thing that it was a year ago. You and I were kind of laughing earlier. We talk about biz, spelled B-I-Z, that w a year ago we said biz, we wanted to make biz this, this really hip, you know, great-looking product, magazine, go out in the, the, the local market, be this resource, et cetera, and we did that. But we didn't stop there because we realized that not only was was there cheese to be had in, in, in the magazine, but now here's here's this opportunity to to share via a podcast. And here's another opportunity to to do seminars and webinars. And here's another opportunity. And it's all cheese, all cheese for biz, but it's all in different areas. And if we had just stayed on the on the one horse of the magazine, then we are limited to just what that horse can do. And if that when that cheese starts to move, you know, if, if printed magazines start seeing a decline, you know, like newspapers, then then we're losing share. We're losing an amount of cheese. Whereas if we're doing all of these things using the resources, the um, the core values, the mission that that we've established with Biz, the the cheese can move, and it's not nearly as detrimental. Okay, we all know how to spell Biz now. <laughs> I started something back at the beginning of this because uh well for me i'm the old guy i needed to know how to spell biz but now if i wanted to learn more about the biz how can i best thing to do is go to uh, bizmagsb.com 
All of our information is there. The podcast is there. Um, there's local news if you're in the shreveport Bozier market, but there's also other information there that's useful nationwide. You can also read the magazine at that location, and it's uh, it's using what they call page turn software. You can see the magazine just like so a regular reader. So if I'm in uh, California, someone listening to this podcast, they can look at it. Mm -hmm. They can read it. Yes. They can see everything you're doing about the biz and your purposes to help. Yeah, we want to be a resource. We want to educate. We want to teach. You know, the, the, the most valuable thing that you can give to somebody else is lessons, teaching, teach somebody. You know, I'm, I'm a big proponent of, you know, give a man a fish, feed him for a day, teach a man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. We want to empower people. We want to empower business owners and, and decision makers and, and even middle managers or, or people that's on the low end of the totem pole. We want to give them the power to do what they do better. And the only way you do that is by learning, by, by, by becoming a sponge and soaking in all the good information and, and then turning around and, and, and giving it out. You know, if you do that, it doesn't matter where your cheese is. You can always adapt to where the cheese is gone. So, so who's helping you? Who's in the magazine? Who's on board with you that they can hit they, if they listen to these podcasts, we've had guests yes, we, on and everybody is more than willing. Yes, they, they get it. I, I've been really pleased with how people understand what we're trying to do and really embracing it. Um, our columnists in biz um, have been on, some of them have been on the show. Other experts in, in various fields have been on the show and they're like, we love what you're doing. I, I had somebody today tell me, he says, I read it cover to cover every issue that comes out. It's really good information and it really helps me. And I think there's a need for that. There's, you know, you, you want to think when you run in circles like I do, I mean, I'm, I'm a podcast junkie. I, I, I read blogs. I do all of these things trying to improve myself. And you make the wrong assumption that everybody knows that this stuff exists. Well, they don't. So we have the opportunity with our local influence and with what we do to make people aware and to provide them information. And while it may not be new information to somebody who's in a, who does what I do, it is new information to somebody who's never heard it. And I feel like the, the subject matter that we do in biz and the, and the things that we do help people understand how to do what they do better and gives them the resources. I said a long time ago, I don't want any business within my market to give me the excuse that they never knew. If they go out of business, it's on them. There's so many resources out there. Now, there's some market forces you can't adjust to. I get it. If, 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 if a natural disaster happens and you lose everything and your insurance doesn't pay for it and you just, you're just wiped out, I get it. But don't tell me that you didn't have enough resources to be a success when there's so many resources out there. And that's what we try to do is, is, is point people in the right direction. Uh, what I like is that these resources are, for lack of a better term, everyday people. Mm -hmm. They're just like you and me. Yes. They, have, they own their own businesses. They've had experiences with hiring people and uh, training people and uh, the things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. And uh, they all come on board to offer their insight their share of the ideas mm -hmm. about what, what we can do here. So it's great for everybody. It's not just one big person up uh, in the sky talking down with all this information. These are people that are experiencing this stuff right here and now in this real world, so to speak, where the cheese has moved. 
Yeah. Um, one of our my favorite people, she was on the podcast earlier, um, Amy Kennard. She calls herself a social media evangelist. But prior to that, she worked for IBM. For years, she worked for IBM, um, selling um, software into classrooms. So after a full career of that, her cheese moved. And so she embraces marketing because, you know, basically she was in sales and, and in marketing. And then the the opportunity of social media and, and online and all this stuff started unfolding before her. She started soaking it in and realized, hey, you know what? In this local market, I'm an expert at this. I, I, I do, you know, I have more knowledge. You know, do I know everything? No, nobody knows everything. But I have something that I can give and that I can give that's a value. And so she, her cheese moved. And, and she's now embraced new cheese and, you know, it's, it's, it's working for her. And, and she brings that expertise to the pages of biz. She, she'll come on the podcast. I'm sure we'll have her on again, but that's what I'm talking about is moving cheese is not just about weathering the storm. It's about recognizing the opportunities and deciding that you're going to go after something, even if it's completely different or uncomfortable for you. I was never much of a public speaker, but because I was asked to do children's church at my church, you, you want to talk about being trial by fire. You get up in front of 40 little, little rat, rat, rug rats and try to try to entertain them for an hour and a half. But guess what it did? It prepared me to be able to speak in, in front of other people without the nervous, um, you knows <laughs> that you hear all the time from people who aren't comfortable. And so that's what we're trying to help people do. Say, look, Everything that happens in your life, you can either decide to to be offended by it or or, or, or or be depressed by it, or can you use it as a learning experience and then looking for the next opportunity? If your company's been bought out, your cheese has been moved, where's the opportunity lie? It may lie in in that you can move up within the new co company or it may lie within hey let's let's take a hold of that entrepreneurial thing that you you wanted to start and 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 start going down that path you just never know that's the great thing about cheese is that not this it's not the same cheese for everybody and just because one cheese didn't work doesn't mean you can't go after a different <clears throat> cheese all right i if i've been listening to you uh wave your hands and and change your face around talking about the who moved my cheese? Now, where can I find this? You've got me curious, so I go to the bookstore? What I would suggest you do is go to the show notes of this podcast. We'll have a link to Amazon for the Who Moved My Cheese. And the good thing is, it's not going to cost you any more, but we'll get a nice little kickback from Amazon. So I, I encourage you. The, the book is very inexpensive. You can get used copies for next to nothing, brand new ones, I think $14. I mean, really inexpensive book. And I would suggest you buy enough for your whole team because you will start using the terminology out of who moved my cheese and you want your team to follow up and it's short enough. You can demand that they read it. Yeah. I just went by the uh, sales department and both of the sales ladies were back there and, and I said, where's the, where's your copy of the book at home? I read half of it last night. What am I going to do? It's an easy read and it's a fun read. Yes. Now for those of you who recognize that your cheese has been moved, and you're looking, hey, where do I find new cheese? How do I do this? This, this is my suggestion to you. Find resources that match up with what you do. And like. And like. Yes. Whether it's podcasts, books, uh, there's seminars and webinars, and a lot of them are free. Understand, 
there, there's so much out there that's that is as no charge, that valuable content that you can literally learn a lot without spending a dime. So look for podcasts that resonate with what you do. Ask around, get recommendations, see what some of the higher rated podcasts are, whatever, and and really start taking it in. There's one one of my favorite podcasts, and, and we've featured it in, in biz a couple of times. It's called Entrepreneur on Fire. And you can find it at entrepreneuronfire.com. And in that, all it is is an interview with entrepreneurs. It's seven days a week, a 30-minute interview, same questions basically asked by the host of different entrepreneurs that have have made their business. And it's like, you know, tell me about a failure. Tell me about a success. You know, what kept you from being an entrepreneur? And I've gotten more insight from those other entrepreneurs who said, you know, I worked at such and such and now I ventured out on this thing. And, and yes, it flopped at first, but I stayed the course or it, or I changed direction here or there. And it really kind of, you know, kind of gets me going and saying, you know what, we can, we can do something different. We can, we can try something and, 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 and maybe it'll work and maybe it won't, but even if it doesn't, we're going to learn something out of it. And, and you get that excitement back. You know, when your cheese gets moved, it can be depressing. You, you know, we like, we like the comfort, especially those of us who are, are, are getting up there in age. We like the security of cheese being where it's supposed to be and, and, and that it's there every day and you can count on it. And I'm kind of holding my hands together because that's the way we are. But at the same time, we have to understand that we have to get out of that that comfort zone, you know, you know, a rut is nothing more than a coffin with the ends kicked out. And if we get in a rut, you know, we may end up in a coffin. So we wow. need to be willing to jump out of that and, and try something new. That's a weird analogy. <laughs> a coffin. Okay. I was telling you in the last few seconds, this is everywhere. I was speaking to a group of teachers and staff at a local technical college uh, this morning, and they said one of their big problems is having to change to match up with the uh, ideas of their students, uh, millennials. Yes. We were talking about that earlier on these podcasts, and they say it's it's really tough on them. Yeah. They have I, to adapt. As a teacher, generational gaps is moving cheese. Right. And, and how you related to somebody 10 years ago is not how you relate to them today. I, 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 I get back to the... The, the differences in communication between millennials and every generation before them. And you, you said it, you know, these people sit around a table and talk to each other without ever uttering a word to all be on their phones, texting back and forth. And they're in the same room. You know, if you don't recognize that and recognize this is how you communicate to these people, you could be giving them the greatest lessons in the world, but it does no good because your cheese is moved. And, and, and again, I can't, I can't emphasize it enough. Those who are able to adapt to the moving cheese will be successful in the long run. Those that can't will not. What is your cheese? Where did it go? How do you find new cheese? Resources for cheese, podcasts, blogs, seminars, webinars. We're trying to provide you. David is trying to bring you resources that you can uh, listen to these and talk to your staff, talk to your staff and yourself. And ask the question, has our cheese been moved? Is it going to be moved? Like his industry of the newspaper world is being moved, and he's thinking about that all the time. Where is the cheese going today? Well, that'll do it for this episode of the Biz Tools podcast. We hope you found the information today useful 
to your business and for your business. If you have any questions whatsoever, please post them in the comment section on the show notes. We'll do our best to answer them. The show notes for this and all of our episodes are available at biztoolspodcast.com. You can also subscribe to the show on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Whatever that is. We'd love for you to rate our podcast on iTunes and Stitcher so that more people will know about it. You can do that at www.biztoolspodcast.com forward slash iTunes. And the same thing for Stitcher Radio. We really would appreciate your feedback. Until next time. Remember, applied knowledge is power. Go be the leader you were always meant to be. Have a great day. So long, everybody.